investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is Highway of Blood. It was written by Alex Gallat and Ian Christensen, and it's from Capital. It's from Critical Hit Publishing. Uh, it's available for download from DriveThruRPG. Our game master is Ian Christensen, and this is episode four. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Ian? Okay. So, Richard, you're still quite unconscious. Christopher and Dr. Quinn, you guys are in the sewer, kind of underneath the cell that you were being kept in here in the uh, the homestead. Um, now, if I recall correctly, you guys had already successfully made your constitution saves or rolls, whatever you call them, um, to kind of force down the uh the urge to to vomit and just like freeze and tear what you're actually traveling through um yes here we go you said it's about two feet deep the yep the water the water itself is about two feet deep um <clears throat> there's a lot more to it than just water though right hmm. yes chris we've got to find ourselves some sort of weapon. I'm uh, all of my uh, Sun Tzu is coming back into my head and thinking that we need to find weapons and we need mm -hmm. to kill anything that moves. It's not us. I got a pocket knife. It's all I got in this cup. Um, no mercy. We, what about under? There's nothing. Oh, I guess there's nothing in the sewer. Like looking around, we don't see like pipe and stuff like that. What are you that. doing for light? You just have your little Zippo lighter, right? I, yeah, I'm going to try to be a little... I know how they work, so I'm going to be kind of let it go for a while and try to put yeah, it out and light it cool again it so off. that we're not... Yeah, so we don't have it overheat and waste mm -hmm. all its fuel. Well, and even if, even if not, it, it's a sewer. It's probably going to go in a straight line. We'll just keep going in a straight line until we see light wherever it's coming it seems, out. Yeah. Like looking around, you 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 know you're in a a pool of bile, blood, human waste. Occasionally, you see a human body part. Yeah. Oh. Plenty of uh, plenty of uh, floaters. Should have ate that barbecue when I offered it to you, Doctor Quinn. You don't want anything now. <laughs> I don't know. I would just have stuff to throw up. Besides, you ate that barbecue. Who knows what that barbecue was? Have you considered? Not really, no. Not at the time, but I'm trying to not consider it now. Well, let's just keep moving. Okay. Is there any pipe, like overhead pipes or anything like that? That's what I was, I was going to say as, I'm, as we're walking along. We're talking about weapons. Is there anything? No, it's just like kind of like a dugout. Okay. Um, Man-made, obviously kind of a gully system, if you will, you know? Okay, sure. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so you start pushing forward, trying to make your way in the only direction you seem to be able to travel at the moment. Um, wading through this stuff. Um, the ceiling is pretty low. Actually, you do have to kind of hunch over a little bit. Um, I'm assuming you're both around six feet tall anyway. I'm I'm size um, fifty, so 
which is a little bit disconcerting because then that means you have to put your face closer to the water. And we're um, both size 50. And of course, there's the uh, risk of losing your balance. But yeah. Well, how big is this tunnel? How wide? Um, ba -ba 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 how wide is it? That's the, oh, um, about four feet, maybe three feet. Oh, well, then we should be able to touch the sides. So yeah. There's, yeah. And feel our way. So it's you're making your way down a little bit, and I assume you're at the front with the light, Chris. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. So you've traveled about thirty feet or so. Um, you're not sure what, but a few feet back there, you had to kind of trudge through something that was really sticky and like, you know, it was hard to move through. Um, but you can see another opening above ahead, like another drain coming down into the same tunnel. Uh, but I'm going to need constitution checks again from both of you. Oh, 21. That's a, uh, it's a hard, almost, a, almost. Okay. A, 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 yeah, a, yeah. yeah, I got good. 40 out of 50. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You're still both, you know, keeping your, uh, keeping your lunch down or your late dinner as it was for Chris. Mm -hmm. So there is, um, another, you know, tunnel kind of, if you want to say above you, going up, you assume, into another building, another drain. Um, but then the tunnel also continues on the direction you were going. I, uh, a tunnel, what do I call it? An entrance. Whatever. How far would you say it is from where we came down? Um, yeah, it's about 30, 40 feet. I think that we're still inside the compound. Oh yeah, probably. We would just we just come up right up in somebody else's. You haven't room. gone very far at all. You'd be in the next room over. Yeah, the next oh, building okay. over. No, like I said, about 30, 40 feet. Is it another big grate above us, like the big heavy grate, or is it something else? Um, let me just double check to make sure there isn't anything. And is there any light? Mm -hmm, that too. Um, currently, nope. There's no light at all. Um, yeah, it's um. It's another drain, but it's dark. It looks like you can see the drain, but you can see there must be something on top of it. If you um, actually 10 feet. Yeah, you could easily hold the lighter up high and kind of get a look. It looks like there's a box sitting on top of this drain. Box. Yeah, like a wooden box. I think so that our safest safe. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was saying, what's our plan, doctor? Are we going to? Are we trying to? Are we wanting to get out of the compound and find our way back in, or are we trying to find our way farther away from where we were, and pop up inside and see if we can find uh, Richard? Well, it, it seems to me that our highest priority is to get the hell out of here without being killed. Um, I'm going to make the assumption that this empties out somewhere, a little ways away from the compound, and. Uh, or maybe at one end of the compound. Give but me I, think, I think going up into one of these things is just going to drop us into a room full of insane cannibals. I'm nope. sorry, what was I rolling? Listen. Listen. <laughs> oh, no, I don't hear anything. <laughs> Obviously. Sean? You failed twice. I failed Sean, did also. you roll? You failed also? Okay, yeah. cool. Not cool. Richard. 
you're beginning to regain consciousness again. Your Ugh. brain is addled. Your senses are like kind of really confused. You don't know which way is up or anything right now. You do feel a sharp throbbing pain in your back somewhere between your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear like music. It's way too loud at first. And then it kind of quietens down. You can kind of hear, you hear Pretty Woman uh, playing on the song, Roy Orbison playing on a radio, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Classic. And then you can just kind of hear a man with a, a little bit of a, kind of humming along poorly and slightly out of tune in a right. soft country doctor voice that you might recognize. I'm going to kind of look, look to the side, see, see what I see. First thing you realize is that you're, you're hanging above the ground, mm. like feet down, but you're just hanging above the ground. Your feet okay. aren't touching the floor, and you're swaying a little bit. All right. Probably because from your movements. Um, there's a woman hanging beside you mm-hmm. as well. She looks to be unconscious. You can see she has a like kind of like a like a, a meat hook stuck right through the thick flat skin on the back. And she's yeah. hanging from that. You can see um, she's covered in blood, uh, her kind of tattered clothing, her torn clothing that she's wearing. Um, and you can see her legs are covered in bandages because she, they've been amputated from shortly below the hips. Right. Ugh. Um, uh. She's unconscious or dead. You're not sure which. Right. Looking across the room in the direction of, of the music and sound is coming from, you can see the radio sitting on a, a table. Um, you can see Dr. Brenner there with a, um, he, he seems to be working something. He's like cranking his arm. Mm-hmm. And you can see sitting on the table beside him, you can see one of what you assume to be this woman's severed legs. And you can see where he's got a, a large, um, almost like a machete sized knife there that is. Um, covered in blood and you can see where strips of meat have been cut carved off of the leg and that he kind of turns and you see him pick up a piece of it and he puts it back into this sausage grinder that he keeps cranking and you see it feeding out the other end right all right so are my hands tied um no no okay well even though i am probably in a lot of pain uh seeing that mm-hmm. definitely is probably kicking in a little bit of adrenaline and survival mode so i'm going to try and reach up and see if i can grab the, the hook chain. or yeah or whatever it is above my head okay yeah you can definitely reach up and you can eventually kind of grab it and find it it's a thick heavy chain mm-hmm. it's like something you'd see in a slaughterhouse like they'd hang sides of beef off of and stuff you know right so what my goal is, is to uh, just try and pull, because I'm assuming the hook, even though I can't see it, is embedded up into my back. And so I'm going to try and lift myself up to try and get off of it. Interesting. Okay. Um, first thing I want you to do is give me a, give me a constitution roll. Uh, hard. Okay, cool. So you grimace through the pain of it. Give me a strength roll as well, please. Oh, zero six. That's an extreme. You pull yourself up 
Um, and you can feel the, 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 the pinch kind of release in your back as you pull yourself up off the hook. Impressive, uh, impressive upper body strength, Richard, indeed. Because if I recall correctly, you're not a small man. Either. I am not. <laughs> no. Now give me a stealth roll, please. Oh. Well, at least it's higher than base. Uh, yeah, that's too much luck to make that one. So that's a fail. Okay, so the chain kind of rattles as you kind of let go a little bit and your weight starts to drop. I assume you could have dropped down to your feet so you're no longer hanging by your arm strength. Yeah. Um, and the chain rattles as you do so. Um, and the dock stops humming along to the radio, but the radio continues playing, you know, Roy Orbison's mm -hmm. dulcet tones over, you know, very loudly, actually. Yeah. Um, and he turns and kind of looks at you uh, with a look of surprise on his face. <laughs> um, and he, he pauses for a moment. Mm -hmm. now, is there uh, any uh, rocks or anything, uh, something hard that's uh, easily picked up off the ground around me? <laughs> What, give me a luck roll. Okay. Glad I didn't, glad I didn't spend any luck. That's a pass. <laughs> you passed? Okay, cool. Yep. Um, what would it be? There's a bone saw lying on the ground next kind of to between you and the woman who's hanging there. All right. I'm going to pick that up and charge the doc. Okay. Um, he will try. Let me see. I'm going to give him a roll here. In fact, I'll call this. Give me your luck roll. Okay. Let's just do that again. Yes, uh, roll another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was not luck. That was okay. He pulls out another syringe mm -hmm. um, pretty quickly from like a pouch that he ha that has on his belt. Um, okay, what's your dexterity? 65. Oh, I think you're definitely faster than old Dr. Brenner. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, what are you going to do with this? Uh, bone saw. Swing it at his head. Okay. Roll a brawl. Regular. Dr. Brenner. Yeah, he's a dex 45. So you got a regular success. Um, <clears throat> he will just try to dodge. What's his dodge? It's not great either. Come on. Right. Uh, he, fail he fails his dodge. So, um, so you whack him with a bone saw. What kind of damage would we give a bone saw? Ooh, oh, dang. Um, I didn't bring my handbook. <laughs> let's call it. I mean, it's pretty, pretty heavy, serrated blade. You hit him in the head. Uh, let's just call it D six plus your strength modifier. Okay. Oh, ten. Ten points of damage. Yeah. Max on both okay. sides. <laughs> okay. Um, describe how you wound him and knock him unconscious. Oh, I'm uh, swinging, and my goal was in my head. I'm I'm aiming for his eye, hitting right like right across the eyes. Okay, you do. So. It's a a flash of blood. Um, he elicits a a, a, a slight scream, a, um, a quick scream um, that barely even you know doesn't even hit the level of the music, um, and then he falls to the ground, uh, kind of twitching and breathing heavily, and and. He seems to be maybe unconscious in shock or something. Right. Uh, well, I'm pissed now, so I'm going to stomp on his head because I don't want him coming up behind me. All right, you kill him. No problem. Yeah. Just stomp his head. Cur curb stomp him. Um, you're barefoot. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 
Well, am I lucky enough that his shoes fit? You're, you're basically like, wearing like a hospital smock type thing right. almost, you know, like. Right. How big is he? Hmm? Uh, uh, I'm assuming he's smaller than me, so his clothes aren't going to fit, but um, I'm wondering about his oh, shoes. Or am I gonna that's a good to... question. How big is he? Sorry. Yeah. Um, hmm. I've had the page open and I closed it. Let me see. How big are you, Doc? That's Seth. There's Doc. Size 65. He's average size. So, yeah, his clothes oh, would be a little yeah. bit smaller than you. But... Yeah, he's 20 sizes smaller than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, that's just going to camp. So, I'm going to take his belt because uh, that, that can always be useful and uh, search his pockets for uh, yeah, a better weapon of some kind. Yeah, you find he has two of those syringes in his pouch. Well, one is actually in his hand. Sorry, it falls to the ground. And one was in his pouch. Uh, some kind of a clear liquid. Um, these are like regular medical syringes, not the big cattle right. syringes that the uh, the boys used in the desert chase. But um, what else does he have in his pockets? He has a set of car keys and house keys. So a set of keys. Okay. Uh, he's got a wallet. With uh, twenty five dollars in it. Yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, got yeah. a driver's license that expired like ten years ago. Mm. Due process. Got his address right there in the abattoir. On it. Yep, I'll take that. And yeah, I'll, I guess uh, I'm looking for a weapon. There was a knife so, uh, sitting there. Let me see here. Right, 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 right. <laughs> let, me, let me give you a more full description of the room. Sorry. Kind of did it pretty quick. Um, boom, here we go. Um, I just want to see which room are you in. Let me look at that map again. Slaughterhouse. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. It's the second room. Right. So um, <clears throat> you can see. There's a uh, translucent um, curtain of translucent plastic strips mm-hmm. um, over by where there must be a door, you presume. Right. Um, let me see here. There are, um, yeah, you're on a white tiled floor. In fact, the entire room, walls, floor, and ceiling is tiled. Um, so it looks more like, kind of like a kitchen or an operating room. Um, table that Doc was standing at is a steel butcher's table covered with cutting implements. There's a roll of butcher paper, twine, a bucket of unidentifiable viscera. There's a lot of chunks of what you think is probably that woman's, one of that that woman's legs. You just see bones from the other leg there. Um, He's already got a bunch of sausage meat already ground up and he's still was in the process of grinding more when you uh, woke up early from your nap. Uh, What else is there to see? So you were, um, oh, sorry, there's also three long steel tables with drainage grooves running along the perimeter of each. Mm -hmm. Um, One of which has a roughly human shape covered with a stained white sheet. The other two are empty, except for a few smears of blood. Okay. Um, You can also see, um, yeah, so you were on one of the hooks. There was, uh, and the other woman was on the... uh, is still hanging from the other hook. Uh, let me see here. She still hasn't moved or anything. Yeah. Um, I don't recognize her, do I? There's a two-foot square drain in the middle of the floor 
half clogged okay. with half rotted meat and rust. Nice. Sorry, you don't recognize her? Um, no. Okay. You don't recognize her. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to. You've got go. a whole collection of different cutting implements and butchery tools. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to take the uh, machete sized one. Make mm -hmm. me feel good. Since I don't got my big gun anymore. We'll just stat it straight up like a machete. I think that's fair. Yep. And then uh, I'm going to go over to the table where you said there's a uh, human size there and pull it back and see if I if there's a, any recognizable features on that. No. Um, what you find is the remains of a human being who's been butchered like a pig. Um, specifically, uh, yeah, here it was. Um, the internal organs have all been removed. Folds of skin obscuring their faces um, are, are also uh, removed. It looks like uh, it was a male. Okay. You can still identify that much of it, but most of the meat is already gone. Um, no, no, no arms, no legs. Right. All right. And a lot of the belly area, of course, is removed as well. Lots of meat in there. Yeah, best part. All right. So, uh, well, I'm going to, uh, since there's no windows, I guess the door is my only choice. So you go over to push through the... Uh, I'm going to listen first, of course. That curtain. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. Here we go. So uh, beyond the uh, the blue, or sorry, the, the kind of clear curtain, as it were, um, is a, a room clearly lit with a pale, cool light. Um, it's only a few degrees above freezing. This looks to be some kind of a freezer. Mm -hmm. And there's another curtained door as, at the other end of that as well. Um, and when you go to that one, that one actually does have a, a door on the other side of it, which opens into another room. Um, this was a steel door. Um, and this opens into a, a room that's only about eight feet deep. Um, but how wide is the building? extends for the full width of the building anyway. So looking at my map again, that is, I think it's terribly wide. There we go, that's the slaughter. Oh, it is actually. Um, so, what is that? That's about 30 feet wide, eight by 30 feet. Okay. Um, along the western wall of it, there, there's a um, wooden bench um, there's four gray metal lockers that look like um, they may have been scavenged from an old school. Mm -hmm. A strong metallic smell in the room mingled with sweat and cigarette smoke. Okay. All yeah. right. And there's, of course, a door um, as well, pretty much across uh, from where you came in. All right. I'm going to move that way, but I'm going to try and quietly and kind of hug the wall so uh, hopefully if anyone comes in I've got shadows at least. Okay. Back to the sewer. Dr. Quinn, Christopher Baines, you decided to press on beyond. You, you didn't want to climb up Correct. Uh, to the thing so you can push forward another 30 feet or so. Give me another constitution roll each. Oh, 
lost it on oh. that one. Yep, me too. That was okay, bad. you both get to you get to kind of like this comes to an end and it's like a T junction. The corridor then goes right and left, uh, a much wider, like more um, probably an eight foot wide kind of corridor that's running basically east west, if you will, you know. Um, but you both are just kind of overcome with the claustrophobia of it, the disgustingness, the smell, the the whole rankness of this place. So I think you need to make sanity rolls, please. Okay. You're having a violent fit of nausea. Uh, yeah, I just barely passed. Okay, no sanity I eight, loss. I got an 18. I'm good. Okay, yep, no sanity loss for either one of you, but you just kind of have a, a brief violent wave of nausea hit you. Um, give me listen rolls again, please. Because you definitely hear things. Right. That's a pass. That time I passed. It's just a pass for me. Okay. You hear sound coming from both directions. Uh-oh. To your right, which let's just say would be west, you hear what sounds like um, a man preaching. Very loud uh, voice preaching some kind of stuff. You can't make out the words. You can just make out a man's voice. It sounds like a very fire and brimstone-y kind of uh, sermon uh-huh. anyway. From the left side, you hear the ending of Pretty Woman by Roy Orbison. Sounds like it must be playing on a radio and just echoing loudly down this, uh, this tunnel. Um, and it switches to... Um, what else? What would it play next? I don't know. It switches to um, a Beatles track, actually. This is he, Dr. Brenner was listening to the uh, oldies. Okay. I guess it would be oldies in the 70s, right? The classic the rock. New, the newies. Yeah. Well, um, it's 10 years later. Classic rock, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, can we tell which which direction the liquid is flowing? Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah, that's a whole oh, the light down lower. Yes. Towards the um, the radio. Towards the radio. East. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way we want to go. We're trying to get out. Yeah. J- just offhand, is this what day of the week is this? Muck day. Ooh, trying to remember. Um, we looked it up, wasn't it? Um, Wait, I probably wrote it down. I think we did, but I can't remember now. Yeah, I gotta find the. Uh, I just want to uh, actually. I just want to know: is this a church service, or is this a guy practicing a sermon, or is this? A no, you hear other voices occasionally shout back. So it sounds okay. like an actual service. Well, they're occupied. It's not, it's not Sunday, way. I can tell you that. I'm okay. positive it's well, Sunday. Well, Dr. Quinn, it sounds like there's a bunch of them down that way, and you're flowing this way. This makes more sense. Yeah. I don't know where the music's coming from. Somebody's listening to a radio. Obviously, these things open up into the buildings above. Mm-hmm. Looks that way. But it well, might be got... a little hard for us to push up the thing. We had a heck of a time lifting it. Well, maybe, but we're at least we're going downhill. True. My my guess is there's not going to be anything that we have to go up. It's going to come out the side of something. Okay. Well, let's let's keep going then. All right. It's July twenty eighth, nineteen seventy five. At least it's cooler down here in the sewer. True. Um, not much. It was a Monday. Yeah, Monday. Not as dry as right. up in the desert. Right. Monday. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's definitely not dry. 
They need better Ooh. drainage. Gross. Probably all clogged up with pipes. Okay, so you guys are moving east then towards the uh, radio sounds in the direction that the water seems to be kind of yes. slowly meandering. Yeah. Okay. It's a la the lazy river. Okay. Okay. Um, as you make your way down, let me see how far you'll have to go. How many times? Yeah, you got to give me two more constitution checks each along the way. Okay. Before you come to that's... the next change. Pass and pass. Okay. Uh, that's, first one is a fail. Second one is a fail. So Give me, um, give me a sanity roll on the first fail. Pass. That's 10. Okay. No sanity loss. Give me a sanity roll on the second fail. That's a 41. That's a pass as well. Okay. So every like 30 feet or so, you have to stop while Christopher gets violently sick and just adds to the uh, horrible shit that you're crawling through. Uh, I'll try to do it off to the side so I don't make a mess. Mm, all that barbecue, you've puked it all back up. Okay. That's yeah. why. It's probably <laughs> dog or something. Oh, come and on. Then it's people. You reach um, a bit of an intersection where there's another drain coming from the right. And the main one seems to continue kind of flowing straight ahead east. All right. I think we're going to continue going with the flow. And at this point, where the. Um, where the drain is coming from to the right, you can hear the music loudly playing now. That's where the radio is. You continue heading east? Yep. Okay. Is that okay with you, Chris? Is that our plan? You're muted. You're Sean, muted. You're muted. Yep, sorry. If, that's, we're flowing, if we're going downhill, that's an offshoot. We don't know where that heads. Okay. So, right. Okay. Yep, you keep going. Okay. Richard, back to you. So, now you've got yourself armed with the machete-like, I don't know what that's called, but you know the big knives for like, yep. you use them for, for butchering large mm -hmm. animals and stuff. Um, yeah. What's your What's your plan? Do you want to just try the front door? Yeah, if that's the only door. Give me an idea roll. Uh, regular. Don't forget there's another woman in there also in the uh, slaughter slaughtering room. She is. She might uh, still be alive. She might, but I gotta find my way out of here. I've got a harpoon wound, oh, no. a huge uh, hook in my back, and uh, she has no legs. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I just, I, I really did think about taking her. I was like, man, I just could not just feasibly figure out how I could. <laughs> yeah, but she might know something. It's true. I have some information. Yeah. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to check that door, though. Okay. So you're going to check the door. The door is currently unlocked. Yep. Is there a window in it that you can kind of peek out? Um, actually, good question. Uh, the front door of the slaughterhouse is right here. So it's a windowless building. Single steel door, traditional knob, sturdy looking hasman, padlock below it. No, does not have a window where you can look out. Dang. Yeah, I'll put my uh, head to it and listen. Okay. Um, hmm, judging from your position there. 
Give me a listen roll. Okay. Best way to resolve this? Nope. Nope. You don't hear anything. Okay. It's quiet. All right. All right. Well, uh, again, it is a steel door. So. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna crack. I'm gonna crack it just a bit. Okay. Uh, let me see here. What is your luck, by the way? 59. Okay. So you look out. Um, straight ahead, you can see um, a church. You're looking at it from the side, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an impressive adobe church. Um, has a big square bell tower with a low-pitched roof um, rising high above the uh, ornately carved wooden double doors in the front. Can you see the front doors? Yeah, you can actually from where you are. Just barely because it's a little bit to your right in there, you know. Um, You can hear voices shouting within the church. Uh, Sounds like one voice raised up quite high and then other voices occasionally shouting back. Sounds like there's a sermon going on or something almost right now. Okay. Uh, any vehicles? Um, let me see here. Yes, to the left. Okay, there's a big courtyard, um, like compound area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, to your immediate left, it looks like there is a big garage type building. Uh, okay. But also in the courtyard, um, you can see a few um, motorcycles and uh, a couple of other beat up duster kind of cars. Right. Um, And also in the uh, compound section, you would see a statue, Mm -hmm. um, which is like right in the center of the courtyard area. Uh, It looks like a life-size statue of a woman standing on top of a three foot high stone plinth, um, making the entire thing almost as tall as the outer wall of this adobe fort compound that you're in. Um, hmm. Yeah, it looks like be you know, a woman. You can say by the curves of the body, dressed in a robe with hands held out. Oh no, actually towards the church. So you can see her face and everything. Sorry. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, looks like a woman dressed in a robe, hands held out towards the church as if in blessing. Um, you don't see any movement around the cars, like there's nobody in the cars or guarding the cars. It doesn't seem. Okay. Um, what else can you see from this location? Uh, it's always an interesting question. Okay. To your right, kind of, um, well, to your immediate right of the building you're in, there is another large building which has the big, um, uh, what do you call that, windmill kind of thing mm-hmm. rising about it, the, uh, the wind turbine, whatever. It's a windmill, yeah. Um, there's a couple of other smaller buildings in between that building and the church. Um, looks like there's more buildings beyond those, but it's kind of hard to tell. You know, It's not very well lit. A lot of this um, compound is pretty dark. You see they have like tar- tiki torch kind of things burning in kind of major intersections, if you want to call it that. Right. Um, oh, but straight across, sorry, you would also see there is a long building along the opposite wall on the other side of the church. Um, it, it goes all the way from the front wall, which, by the way, has a large, like, um, um, wooden kind of gate and gatehouse, or wooden double door, sorry, like type gate and gatehouse there. Yeah. Um, 
the building across the way though on the other side of the church is long you figure that's probably some kind of a, a housing building or something along those lines all right mm -hmm. all right all right so we got vehicles uh, i think this is going to be my one shot to get her and me out of here so i'm going to move as quickly as i can because it doesn't seem like there was anyone in this building i'm going to sprint back to where she was mm -hmm. yep and, where the doc's dead on the floor yep and uh try and lift her up off uh, the hook and she kind of like jerks and starts to, to, to try to weakly struggle against you she says no no just leave me alone no not no more please no more cuts yep. shut, shut the fuck up we're getting out of here what, what, what? Who, who are you I'm FBI. I know. I know. I'm not dressed like it, but. But Please, did you did you see my boy? Did you see my boy? Um, I did not. They said they were going to take him to the caves. Uh, we ha I haven't I haven't been to the caves caves yet. Uh, so I I I can't say. Uh, all I gotta say if he's in the, in the caves, hopefully he's uh in better shape than than we are. Where, where, where's the rest of your team? There must be loads of you. Yeah. Small uh, army here. Yeah, that's why we're going to be quiet. We're going to get out of here, and then we're going to get a team. Okay. You're going to lift her up off the thing? Yep. Okay. Um, it's easier to do since you're not having to lift yourself with your own upper biceps. You're able to get her to yeah. and pull her up off of it. and She moans in pain. Yeah. Um, and as you kind of bring her down, um, you notice like fresh blood starts seeping through the bandages on her legs. Okay. I can't be helped, unfortunately. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of, I mean, she doesn't have legs, so fireman's carries uh, not probably feasible, right. but some way. You just kind of you throw get her, her arm up over you and just kind yeah. of. Yeah, and start moving, and I want to keep her here like a bag of rice. Yeah, I want to keep her distracted. So I'm going to talk to her as like, like, what's your name? Mary, Mary, Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen, how long you've been here? It's it's July. I don't know. I don't know. It's all a blur. What are you doing? What are you doing in? Uh, this part of Texas. Well, we live in Abilene, but we were just out. We got lost. Stopped now, to ask for directions. And when you say we, how many? It was just me and Robert and Jimmy. Robert God, and they, Jimmy. They, they killed Robert when they took us. I'm sorry. Um, they took me to a to a, a room, uh, a red house. A but red they said house. that uh, they said I was too old, that I was damaged goods. Yeah, they they said about the same thing about me. Sometimes it's good to be mature. There's another girl there. There's someone a young else. Young one, there? scared. And uh, they said. They said she was for the breeding house. Well, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen, right, Mary? 
My, my legs are gone. I can't do anything. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You, you can make it. That's, that's what matters. That's the way you spit in their eyes. You make it. You got to leave me here and go save Jimmy. We're going to get you out of here, and we're going to get some people here to get Jimmy. I can't get him either. I've got a hole in my back, hole in my arm. I'm running on adrenaline right now, Mary, but we're going to make it. Okay. Once I get over there, I'm going to peek out that door again. Okay. Uh, see here. Why don't you roll your luck for me, please? Okay. Pass. Pass? Okay. Yep. It still looks the same. All right. Going for the uh, closest vehicle. Okay. It's another Dodge Dart. All right, classic. Uh, is it unlocked? No. No. Okay. Uh, well, then the keys wouldn't be in it. Oh, Wait a minute. No, it's unlocked. Fuck that. Why would okay. The door right here. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Well, I don't want somebody to steal my radio. Bloop, bloop. That's right. No. <laughs> they removed my eight my eight track player. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna putter easier yeah, into it's the to see. Yep. easier into the car. I'll do the classic horror movie trope and check the visor. Uh, yeah, there's nothing there. All right. Well, then I'm gonna see if I I can hotwire it. Okay. Do you have a mechanical repair? Uh, I do have have some. Twenty five percent. Do you have another skill you think that might apply better? Uh, might work better. Criminology, maybe. No, I don't have that. I got law at fifty-five, but I wouldn't read that as that. Okay. So no, I think that's that's probably the best. Yeah. Give me a mechanical. Uh... All right, don't fill me now, dice. <laughs> Zero one. Wow. <laughs> I know. You're Call like holy shit. You know, the Call of Cthulhu starter dice is not failed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you pull the Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff, just pull the console off and twist the wires <laughs> together and the car fires right up. Hope this isn't one of those locking steering wheels or <laughs> we're just going straight. Give me a spot hidden roll. Okay. And then, now they failed me. Fail. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Well, we got it. Got the motor running. Uh, Let's go. Maybe uh, knocking their bikes over as we go by. Okay. Uh, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to kind of creep it along, and I'm looking for, because uh, he says he's got walls, and they've got to have some way they get these cars out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in the uh, the courtyard. Like I said, there is the um, the the gate, whatever, at the, uh, the front. Mm -hmm. It's like a big double gate um, held by large hinges made from old car axles. Hmm. Um, weird. <laughs> several sturdy bolts seem to be securing the door closed. Okay. Um, Is it a metal or wooden there's gate? There's a few peepholes in the doors. Um, and you don't have to make this about hidden rolls since you're not looking right at the gate as you're moving along, knocking over these bikes. You see mm -hmm. a man standing there with a rifle looking at you with a look of confusion on his face. Uh, let me see if he spots you. He sees you and he starts to raise up his rifle to shoot. I, I floor it. 
Okay, straight towards him. Yep. He's right Brandon. in front of the, the the doors. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The gates of you. Uh, okay. Oh. Okay. Got it. So you drive slam um, right up into him and the doors. So the build on this car, I think, is five. Um, let me get my dust billy car stat real quick here. There it is. Dust billy car stat. Yeah, build five. So roll five um, D, what was it, five D six? No, five D ten. Sorry, five D ten damage. Five D ten. Okay, I just rolled those twice. This will be for him and the door. 19, 21. Plus another 10s, 31. 31. Um, so you smear him um, before the rifle even goes off. Yeah. Um, you slam into the door, doing three points of build damage to both the door and to your car. Yeah. And the door holds. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get out and grab his rifle. Thing. Okay. Um, you get out, you grab up his rifle. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> let's see here. Okay. Yeah, no problem. What are you going to do next then? Okay. Ah, uh, damn. It's like a 30 out six type. You know, right. Yeah. Piece of I'm, rifle. Good. I'm good shot with the rifle. All right. So I'm going to look for a way that. Oh, yeah. That's that, one of your favorites from the pipeline. I forgot. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Only ten shots, right? So I'm gonna look. Is there a? I'm gonna look. Is there a lever to open up, or is it a manually open door? And I assume it's gonna swing in. Oh, um, actually, yeah. The um, let's see here. The doors are. Oh, there was a thing on here about it. Um, yeah, they're oiled and balanced enough to open easily at a push or pull if not locked. Uh, oh yeah, but they are locked. So yeah, there's just three like big bar things you gotta move. Okay. You start doing that. Yep. Okay, smoke's kind of coming out of the under from under the hood of the uh, the dart. You smashed up the front end pretty good. You think you fucked up the radiator? Maybe it's, maybe it's not smoke; it's steam, you know. Right. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> so it's going to take you basically a round to move each of these bolts. So three rounds will pass. Okay. Um, as you're doing so, um, give me a listen roll as well. Nope. Okay, so you pull back the third um, bolt, and you manage to push the doors open, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yep. And you turn around, and you see about two dozen men rushing across the courtyard past the statue of the woman towards the direction of where your car is sitting there, um, still running, you know, um, still steaming. Right. Um, yeah, and they're all coming right from the church. Give me a spot hidden roll. Come on, nice. Yes, regular. Regular success? Okay, where's my mm -hmm. You catch a glimpse of a man at the back, and he's pointing in your direction and saying something, you know, obviously directing them to, to come at you, right? See this man. Oh, yeah, he looks... Uh, and he awesome. stands out from the rest of Dust Billies because he's got hair. Oh, yeah, good point. It's like mm. Gary Busey. <laughs> so he is insane <laughs> uh so what do you do anyway i'll stop uh 
I'm going to hop in the car and punch it. I'm going to drive it until this uh, thing gives out. Okay. So you jump in and you punch it. Perfect. Yeah, it'll, it'll burn up after a bit, but get some distance. Okay, let me jump back to uh, Dr. Quinn and Christopher Baines. And you do have just enough time to get in and hit the gas before they reach you, and some of them start scrambling for the other cars. Um, you know, obviously they're cursing your name as you uh, drive off into the night, leaving their dead guards, gatesmen, you know, smeared on the ground in front of the uh, the door. Probably drive over him and a little added insult on your way out. Bump, bump. <laughs> but we can get back to uh, Christopher and Dr. Quinn. Slosh, 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 so, slosh, slosh. Making your way down the gully. How far is it? <laughs> ah, yes, here we go. Okay. Every 30 feet. Give me two more. Give me two more constitution rolls, please. Each of you. That's a pass. That's okay, not. good. Pass first one, failed second one. Uh, you're still muted, Tom. Or he lost his voice. All right. Uh, first one I failed, the second one I got an O2. Okay, so give me a sanity roll for the failure, Dr. Quinn. So this time, Dr. Quinn has to stop to. Uh... I'm, I pass. Okay. My sanity. To vomit. Uh, and then as you start to move forward, you can see there's like a, a, a an opening ahead. There we go. You can see like a strange kind of almost twilight, you know, it seems. Um, Does it look like it's opening to the outside? Yes, you would say so. And the air seems to be getting lighter. Um, but you also see something else. You see a dark shape kind of leer up a little bit. And run off out of the opening that you see. Give me spot hidden rolls. Do I have to roll sanity for my my second failure though? Oh yes, yes, yes. Let's do that first. Yeah, go ahead. Give me sorry. Got an eleven. Uh, I'll use just one point of luck to make that a pass. Okay. So, oh, you can't use luck on sanity rolls. Oh, so you failed? I failed anyways. No, oh, I failed. Okay. Yeah, I did Perfect. fail. Yeah. So then, sorry. as you're making your way towards this opening, um, Christopher then. Obviously affected from watching you vomit, Dr. Quinn. He stops again. He's I'm kind laughing. of dry heaving, though, now, because he's already puked so much that he doesn't have much left, so he's, like, raw heaving, right? Um, oh, my God. Uh, you're going to lose... Roll d d10 for me. You lose six points of sanity. Um, That's a one. A one? Mm-hmm. Six points. This is this the one... Amnesia. You have forgotten everything. You have no memory of anything since the last time you felt you were in a place of safety. What was the last time you felt in a place of safety? Probably in your car, yeah? Probably in the car. Yeah, I would think so. You can't remember well, anything since you got to Abattoir. What the? Pretty much. I, I, I know Dr. Quinn because he was in the car with me. I'm like, what? What? Where the hell are we? Chris, Chris, calm down. Calm down. As he's doing that, Dr. Quinn, you see that figure. You actually both will see that figure rise up. Did he, anybody pass that spot hidden roll? Oh. Yes. Oh, spot hidden? This figure. 
Yeah, as he's kind of finished dry heaving and he's obviously suffering from some kind of amnesia, this figure rises up ahead of you in the tunnel near the um, and, and, uh, well exit from your perspective uh, and dashes out through that opening. Did anybody pass that spot in there, no? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. Looked like a child, but with like really uh, matted, messy hair. Um, didn't seem to be wearing any shoes or anything either. Uh, but they ran out. All right. Um, can we push on towards the end? Chris, Chris, what's wrong? I, where, where, what are we doing in here? Where, this is disgusting. What? I have no. Idea. We're trying to escape. Are, are, well, I'm, I'm probably going to be panicking and running to the ex- exit. I no, think. I'm going to grab you. You, you, you. Do you not know where you are? I don't. We were in the car. The lap. We were driving down the highway. The music was playing. The wind was blowing. It was just... All right. All right. I'm a doctor. You are suffering some severe trauma. Just trust me. Uh, we are in an extremely dangerous situation. Uh, do you remember coming to Avatar? And as he's saying this, it starts to come back to you. Because it was only about a minute and okay. a half that the uh, amnesia would last. Okay. I don't know what... Mm. It's okay. okay. It's just trauma. This whole this whole situation is nightmarish. You really do want to get the fuck out of this suit. Yeah. I want out of this. Let's let's move forward to the end of the tunnel. Did you see? What was that? It was like like a feral child. Like a like a wild kid or something. Oh my god! I don't know what these people are doing here. We got to get help. We got to get the the army out here to just wipe these you people go out off the. To this uh, exit to see where it exits. It's just yeah. like a like a drain pipe leading off into a gully, right? Um, it's pretty gross. There's lots of bones and shit in the uh, in the gully right there too that you can see. And as you're kind of looking vultures. into that, um, you hear the sound of somebody fucking giving it full pedal to the metal off to your right as you realize like, oh yeah, there's the adobe wall of the fort right above you. Um, so we've got the adobe wall of the fort. We got the adobe wall. We got the pipe coming out of the, the thing into the gully. Um, and we've got that effluence going down into the gully and spreading out. Um, when we get to the end, do we see any kid? Oh, give me a spy hidden roll. Oh. Nope. Yeah, you... you briefly see, you think you see a, a dark figure, and you figure it must be the kid scurrying off to the northeast at a really, really, really quick pace. Okay. What time of day desert. is it? Um, pre-dawn. Okay, so it's still... Uh, Alright. Uh, pretty dark, but the sky's starting, starting to lighten up, you know, so you reckon sunrise will be coming in the next hour or so. I don't suppose I've got a health point back yet, eh? No. You haven't had a night's rest for I know. They're also probably infected with a thousand diseases. I, I know. I know. I've had, I've, I know. We've been in a sewer full of body parts and bile, and, and so I slept for two hours. No, I have not got a health point yet. Mm. Now, here's the thing it's morning. Those guys are going to wake up. They're probably going to bring us in food, and they're going to realize we're gone. They're going to figure out we went into the sewers. And then they're going to figure out that we came out here. So what do we do? 
we've probably got less than an hour to get the hell away from here. Can we orient ourselves as to which yeah. side of the Adobe Fort we're on, or you should be able to see where the sun's yeah. rising and trying. Yeah, you can. You can kind of. I'm going to say you can probably figure it out by the sky or whatever. You're on the east side of the Adobe Fort. Avatar was to the kind of west southwest. And it's desert. This child seemed to go running off, kind of east northeast. East northeast. We should follow that kid because he's. I doubt he's one of them. He's and probably somebody who escaped. You don't see him anymore. You've lost sight of him. But we saw the direction. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in that direction. What do you think? You hear a couple more cars pull, tear out of the uh, compound as well. Apparently, uh, oh, they might have figured us out. We need to get get going. Let's, let's, let's just follow, go. Let's which which option offers us the most cover? The way he went, the kid. Well, yeah, yeah, because the the cars would be heading out of the south end of the, the compound. Okay. You're on the eastern edge. Right, that's the only way to go. Yeah. Okay, so break it off across the desert in the direction the kid went. Yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Richard, that means we're all falling straight into Ian's <laughs> trap. I would say yes. I do I was trying to bring you guys together, but uh, it didn't work out. So <laughs> we just split the party even worse. That's right. Chris goes one way. Oh, we might literally. Oh, yeah. Why don't you go one way, Doctor Quinn, and I'll go the other and <laughs> make it even easier for him. Might might literally start splitting the party here in a minute. So, uh, Richard, mm -hmm. give me a, uh, a a drive roll, please. Okay. Oh God, no. <laughs> Not a fumble, but no. Okay. Nowhere near a pass. Unfortunately, the two dust billies also pursuing you a couple of spaces from behind, of course. Um, failed as well. So you guys are moving equal speed. Mm -hmm. Despite your car is obviously spitting out more smoke and, and steam. Uh, right. But you're down to two build points. Yeah. Temperature gauge probably going up. Looking for my chase. Where's my chase map? Because it's back to another car chase. Right. Um, the woman seems to have kind of passed out there. Good. In the uh, in the seat. Uh, here we go. Ooh, that is too small. I'm going to do it this way in the book instead. Um, I've got a specific hand. Oh, no, I don't, do I? Oh, I'm going to do it this way. Chase map. Appendix. Sorry, lads, just wanted to pull this up. Mm -hmm. Now, so I can tell you where the road the road actually goes and all that stuff, because it could be important before all is said and done. Okay, so when you come tearing out, um, the road goes left or right. Mm -hmm. And uh... I can't tell which way I'm facing when I can't came out like east well, or west. You can see to the right. You could probably um, see a couple of lights on an abattoir. Okay. 
right. so you can tell Avatar is to your right, which would be west. You remember where the homestead was. You could see it when you were driving out of Avatar. So. Yeah. All right, we're going to go uh, toward the city. I'm hoping so to turn right. Yeah. How but fast are you going to go? I'm, I'm going to go as fast as Dart will go. Okay, pedal to the metal. Yep. Excellent. So you move up there. Um, penalty die. Give me a give me a drive roll, please, with a penalty die, indeed. Okay. Spend three luck to pass. Okay. So you hit a um, a bit of loose dirt after you turn right on this road and the car kind of slides a little bit, but you have to bring it back under control and get it back in place. Um, so you're going, you know, may, manage to keep it on the road as it were. Um, <clears throat> they will come flying up behind you as well. Um, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Okay. Um, they both go driving off the road, um, sliding through the loose ground, bounce off of each other. Um, <laughs> and let us just see here. Yeah, and they, they come to full stops and they have to start again. So next turn, you're going to um, do the same again, I presume, more pedal to the metal. Yep. Just tearing through this fucking windy, dusty road. I guess you'd have to turn the headlights on so you can see kind of where you're going. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, let me see. This is going to again another five spaces. Ooh, man, that's far. Holy shit. Bring it to there. Okay. You're gonna need to make two hazard rolls, please. Okay. Um so we need penalty dice and all. Alright, drive auto. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no. I don't have that much luck. Okay, you hit a uh, you get you hit a pothole in the first one. Um, it brings you to a stop. You manage to get the car moving again. Um, the other cars then also start to move again. They're still a ways behind you though. Um, did you try to give it a pedal to the metal again? Uh, no, we're gonna do the fat the what was where you move three spaces. I can't remember what that's called. Okay, but. cool. Uh, go ahead and give me your drive roll because you will hit another hazard. Okay. Um, they're going pedal to the metal. Oh, wow. And they're struggling as well. Damn. I'll, sp I'll spend two luck to pass that one. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, that time it was a uh, actually a, a large rock on the side of the road that you almost sideswipe against, mm -hmm. but you managed to keep it, keep it on the road. Um, one of them hits off the pothole and seems to roll off into the dust a bit. The other one comes driving up alongside and careens off the side of that, that boulder as well. Um, and you look back and you don't see anybody pursuing you right now because you smashed the bikes. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, and you see the sleeping town of Avatar up ahead. I mean, as you're driving up on Red Road, there's the turn off and right down that way towards Hackett and Sons. Okay. All right. My goal is, because uh, I don't believe this car has got much left, I'm going to uh, steal another car. Okay. Um, so you can just go drive it on in. Mm -hmm. Oh, give me an idea roll. 
Oh, no, 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 that's no good. Never mind. I was going to say, Dr. Brenner's house is, is along the way here, but uh, his car would be back at the compound, wouldn't it? That's right. <laughs> probably, probably in the garage. I figure there's probably a lot of cars that hack, was it Hackett and Sons, the uh, wreckers or whatever. Oh, you mean over at the scrapyard? Yeah. Mm, yeah, Vincent's, uh, Vincent's, Vincent Brothers scrapyard, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sure enough, those driving towards. I do, that's true. I don't know if they'll be be good, but yeah. uh, it'll also be not. I figured not a lot of people around, so we'll have a little well, bit, bit of time. Um. Yeah, I mean, no problem. Yeah. I tell you what, do you guys mind? We take a quick bio break. Is mm -hmm. that okay, Tom? Can we do that? Five minutes later. Okay. Now. I'm going to stick with Richard for now because Dr. Quinn and Christopher Baines, you're following some feral child out across the desert. Right. So Richard's <laughs> in the most immediate peril. So Richard, as you um, drive back into um, Abattoir, mm -hmm. um, you kind of look back and you'll see more vehicles um, on the road well back, you know, the, the road that you were just chased down, basically. You see yeah. more vehicles driving from the direction of the compound towards the uh, the town as well. Okay. Now, do you want to um, continue on down the uh, the road there until it turns towards the scrapyard? Or do you want to keep going towards the village? There's my map of the town. Here we go. Pow. Now, I, I... So you come in. Basically, you're on Hackett Road. Mm -hmm. Coming down, the first thing that you'll encounter will be the beef company on your right. On your left, there's an old uh, abandoned di diner. Highway 6 is the sign. Um, right. And beyond that is where the uh, the uh, Vincent Brothers scrapyard is. But to get to that, you have to drive down and then turn up Steel Road to go back to where the scrapyard is. Got it. Is that what you can yeah. do? Yeah, I imagine that. All right. That was my first instinct, and he's probably... Richard probably panicking. He's going to stick with his first gut instinct. Okay. Give me a, a luck roll. I assume you get your headlights off by now anyway. You're just trying to drive more carefully up the road here, trying not yeah. to draw attention. Yeah, fail. Fail? Okay. You pull up in there. You don't see the truck that was parked outside when you were there during the day. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just the scrapyard and the, the scrap cars. Okay. But um hmm. You were here earlier, right? You didn't get yep. inside, did you? No, okay. Uh, no. No. Oh, yep. Gonna get out because I imagine. Give me an this... idea roll. Yeah. Pass. Uh hard. There is a garage type bay attached to the office here. You assume that's probably where they do some, you know, work on cars where they can raise them up on a lift or something. And... Right. Yeah, I plan on uh, breaking in the, the front door so without trying to, you know, I want to be able to, if I can lock it, but, you know, if I have to just elbow yeah. my way in. Just yeah. kind of force, yeah, you can do so pretty easily. Okay. Um, you burst your way into the... Um, Oh, yeah, Vincent Brothers Scrapyard. So is right here. Um, 
into the office, you see a uh, there's a sofa, a soda machine, a large metal desk, and a door that leads out to the garage bay. Okay. Uh, I'll open that door. There's a oh, there's a 40 channel CB radio sitting on a desk next to a police scanner with red lights running left to right and repeating patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not getting on that. <laughs> okay. So you go up through the door into the garage. Mm-hmm. And that door is unlocked, opens right up. Uh, there is a car there. Oh, nice. Um, it, 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 I mean, it looks to be pretty much intact. Okay. We'll call it, it's a, it's a, let's make it a, uh, a Chevy Nova. All right. No go. Nova. All right. So I'll take a, take a look. I'll, I'll look if the keys are in it or if they've got like a key box. Yeah, there is a key box. Um, okay. And uh, there's only one key in it at the moment. All right. Take it, try it on the door. It uh, works. Uh, yeah. Then without starting the car, put it in, because sometimes I remember they used to have different keys for the door and the ignition. So I put it in the ignition. I turn it, but not, not to where it cranks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say there's two keys on the ring, one for the door, one for the ignition. Okay. All right. Yep. Now I've got that. I'm going to get up. Go to the uh, the door, look out, and see if the cars are turning or, yeah, if I see the cars. Um, yeah, you see cars pulling up to various houses. Um, let me see here. Where would they go? They come on in, they, they drive in. Um, yeah, they seem to be driving actually down past the scrapyard and all that and down to some of the residential streets and stuff and driving up to houses. Um, looks like they're trying to rally people. Okay. All right. Nice. Okay. You may see a, if you pay attention, you might see a car pull into one driveway and you'll see a couple of guys hop out of that car, jump into another car and start that car up and then they'll hit the road. Mm-hmm. All right. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go out and, uh, get the, try and, uh, move the dart without uh i mean if i if i feel they're far enough away i could start the the car the dart without them hearing it reasonably i'm going to move it and try and bring it around back so it's not obvious that it's sitting outside this mm-hmm. scrapyard if not then i'm just going to keep the lights out and grab mary okay uh let's see mary ellen okay and she wakes up <gasps> jimmy jimmy did you, did you find jimmy not yet, not yet. What, what our uh, our odds are are better than they were, Mary. I, I come, come on, I got a, I got us out of there, but but we're we're not out of the out of the boiling pot yet. Okay, you can try to grab her, pull her up, put her in the other car. Yep. Yeah, she's bleeding a lot. Okay, I'm gonna try a. Uh, some first aid on her on her okay see if you can get her bleeding under control go for it yep apparently not <laughs> no no she's like her legs have been amputated and the stitches are pulling from all the yeah. tossing about moving about right yeah it's not good no it's not good yeah where's the nearest hospital maybe marathon yeah everything marathon yeah yes 
the nearest real town. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to have to. Uh, I was going to have to try and do a tourniquet on it. I know that okay. it's last resort, but I can't have her femoral artery bleeding out on her. <laughs> sure, sure. Give me another uh, first aid roll. All right. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> okay, no worries. So you get her into the other car, mm-hmm. into the Nova. Yep, get her into into there, and uh, we're gonna stay hidden down because you know. Uh, Unless they start, they've got the whole town getting stirred up. You know, we don't need to get their attention. I'm just hoping that, but I'm going to have it, you know, be watching if I see in turn, because it looked like on the map that this was the only thing down that road. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit there and watch that road. And if I see someone turn down the road, then I'm going to go into action, but I'm going to try and hide out essentially otherwise you could just hide out here at the scrapyard basically in the, in the nova you yeah pull it out of the garage or i take it then or uh no i'm just gonna uh i'm gonna open the garage door okay you can do that easily yep i'm gonna open the garage door make sure there's no lights and just kind of be leaning against the hood because i'm picturing the garage is looking that way okay okay mm-hmm. and how long are you gonna wait I'm waiting for daylight because they, they seem to get stirred up uh, okay. when it started getting late. No problem. Dr. Quinn, Christopher Baines, making your way out across. Oh my Chasing goodness. a child across the desert. Thank God it's cold. From there to there. Time of the morning. Actually, it's not so bad. Okay. Is this long-haired child you as a child, Ian? Is it the right yes. time frame? Is this yes. feral? No, it's not. This, this is before I was born. A beard. <laughs> this, this scenario takes place a couple years before I was born. It's, it's, it's not the child from Mad Max 3. So No. <sighs> I would like you both to make power rolls, please. As you make your way out here across the, the scrub desert. 79. What's that? Uh, that is a fail. Chris, you passed. I got a 21 out of 65. You feel like you're being watched. Of course we do. Holy crap. I feel like they're going to come in. Something's watching you right now, like like a predatory animal or something, you know. Those cars are going to come over the hill and just get us. Try to. Can we stop and look around and just sort of glance, or is it just not possible to just get a sense of? Look around, but don't stop running. You'll see. Um, you'll notice there are cars driving around on the the roads out here in the uh, the backbone as well. Um, nowhere near where you are at the moment. You're not near a road per se, um, but you definitely see there. There's tr- much more traffic now happening out on the roads than there was um, half an hour ago. Do do you wear does does Doctor Quinn wear glasses? Probably. Well, you're a doctor. All doctors wore glasses in the seventies. I just wondering if. Okay, just thinking. In, I'm just as we're running, I'll say, if we need to, we could start a signal fire with your glasses. Yeah, signal them all to come right where we are and kill us all. Oh. That's a good idea not to do. Okay, good. All right. Give me a spot hidden roll, Christopher. That's your- 
Since you're looking around, paranoid, trying to figure out that's what's a, watching you. That's a 20, and my spot hidden is da, 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 45. You see, for a moment, you think a child standing, staring at you. And you, when you look again, it's just a like a bush. Is it nearby, or is it like up a hill, or a ways away from it's, us? It's, um, let's say maybe 40, 50 feet away from you. <clears throat> I'll just tell Dr. Quinn, keep going, and I'll change my direction towards that bush to get closer to it. It's just okay. a bush. Yeah, but I'm going wacky. I've already had amnesia. As, as you're um, going towards it, um, give me another spot hidden roll, please. That is a 39, which is also a pass, yes. Okay. As you approach it again, you look and you're like, no, that's not a bush. That's 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 a child. Um, and as you kind of are looking at this dirty looking child, like like they look very dark, but like not like that they're necessarily dark skin, just that they haven't washed in a long time, right? Um, the hair is kind of matted around the sides, and as it as it's looking at you and realizes that you're looking right at it, and it and you see it, it opens its mouth and reveals these filed like fangs that re- reflect the moonlight, um, and it leaps towards you. Hey, What's kid, your uh, what dexterity? Oh, I can't use my persuade. <laughs> my What's your dexterity? Seventy, actually. I'm a very dexterous. Okay, level. you get to act first. Is it? It's it's going to be leaping towards you, but okay. Well, I'm going to try to clock it, clock the kid with my foot, like just conk him one right square in the chest. Okay, roll a roll a brawl. That is a sixty-seven, and my brawl is. Why do I not see brawl? Um, fighting brawl. Fighting. Oh, geez, yeah. 60. So uh, can I use seven points of luck? Uh, to make it a normal success? Yes, but you might want to wait till I roll my fight back roll first, just in case. Oh, right, okay. So it fights back. Right. Um, yes, you can if you wish. I would like to, just for the hell of it. Seven points. Okay. Cool. Give me damage, please. That's a D3 plus uh, your damage bonus. I have no damage bonus, so it would be three points. Okay. So you kick it. Um, It then tries to uh, grab onto your uh, leg and bite into it. Do you want to fight back or dodge? Uh, Fight back up using Brawl again, right? Yes. I'll do that because it's better. Okay. Try to punch him in the side of the head. Have I run up on this yet? Um, This is the first round of combat. So you might just now hear him fighting some disturbance going on and some kind of weird, like, growling. I will turn and run. I'm I'm running towards him, whatever it is he's fighting. What'd you get, Chris? 49 out of 60. Okay, I have a hard success, so you would need an extreme. That's not an extreme. Can you make it an extreme, or do you want to take the uh, the bite? I'm going to take damage, and that would kill me or make me unconscious. So I guess I have to take the luck. 
Okay. How much luck does it cost to get that done to an extreme success? Uh, what was it? You had a 60 is your normal skill, right? Yeah. So you need a 12. Yeah. You rolled a 49. Wow. Cost you 37 points of luck. I don't have 37 points of luck. I got 32. Okay. Child bites into your leg for four points of damage. I'm undead conscious. Okay. Just as so, I come running up. Dr. Lee Quinn, you turn, you come running up, and you see this kid. You see Christopher had, like, kicked at it, and the kid grabbed his leg and is biting into his leg as he's trying to batter around its head, and you just see it kind of pull up and tear away a big chunk of flesh as Christopher crumbles to the ground in front of it. All uh, right. Blood streaming down its, uh, you know, filthy face. I'm going to try to run up and kick it. Kick it off of him. Okay. Darn kids. Um, give me a, a brawl. He's going to fight back. Or not. Uh, I got a 40 out of 55. Okay, you kick it. Give me a damage roll. What would that be? Plus, uh, uh, unarmed? 3 plus your damage bonus. Uh, just one. Just uh, one point of damage? Okay, just so you point. kick it. And it, um, it's a kid. I don't want to hurt him. Yeah. It looks <laughs> at you. And as it's these filed cannibal-like teeth kind of uh, reveal as it's, you know, well, they're now covered in Christopher's blood as well. Um, yeah, it's going to uh, attack you. Okay. I'm going to try and uh, as it jumps at me, I'm going to try to kind of grapple it to keep it from biting me. I guess it's a dodge, isn't it? Yeah, a dodge. Yeah, roll dodge. I got an 05. Okay, you dodge its uh, first attack. So, but what I was trying Dex to do is grab a hold of it so that it's in front of me. You know, you could do that. You can grapple it on your turn. Okay, well, that's yeah. what I was yeah. trying to do on my turn. Okay. Oh, when you kicked it? No, no, no. Is this this? Okay. This sorry. is still so, yeah. Sorry. This is it attacking what, me, right? Okay. Yeah. What is your dexterity? Actually, make sure I'm doing this in the right order. My dex is forty nine. Yeah, yeah, it goes first. Okay, cool. Uh, second attack. Oh, yeah. Rolled, uh, okay. Uh, makes a second attack at you. Okay. It gets two attacks? Yes, it does. Gets two attacks. I'll try to dodge. Okay. Uh, 37 out of 25. Okay, I have a hard success, so you will need a hard success. I'd have to dodge. go down to 12. Um, I'm not going to dodge. I, I, I can't dodge then. So. Okay. okay. So it bites into you, uh, probably one of your arms, since you were trying to kind of grab it, um, for seven points of damage. Holy shit. Seven That's points of bite? Yeah. yeah. It seems to have, like, it's way stronger than a child its size should be. All right. I am down to two points. Okay. And you have a major wound. Right. Uh, what do we call it? Say that again. What what do you want to call your major wound? Uh, my arm is ripped open. Okay, yeah, but there's a big open wound on your arm. Fair right. Enough. Give me a Constitution roll. Oh boy, eighty nine. Oh, that's nine points away. Can I spend ninety? 
I'm sorry, nine points. Nine points of luck. Of luck. You can, yes, to maintain consciousness. Okay. So you don't go unconscious from the shock as you know, your arm is ripped open. All right. It's your turn. Now I'm not going to hold back. If I can grab a rock, I'm sure. going to try to bash the little kid's head in. Okay. I'll give you He's a... He's obviously trying to kill me. A big rock, we'll say. I'll give you a D6 rock. Okay. That's like it a Captain says... Kirk-style rock. <laughs> That's still like unarmed combat, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I got a thirty. I got a thirty-nine out of fifty-five. So, a normal success. Regular. Yeah, and I got a normal success on the fight back. So you win. Give me your damage. One d six plus your damage bonus. You don't have. Well, I don't have a damage bonus. Well, damage bonus. Okay. Six. Wow. So you bring the rock crushing down on it, and it has like a surprise look on its face for just a moment as you bash its skull open. Blood and brains splatter out of it, um, and the child drops dead at your feet. Kill the kid. Um, I'm going to immediately dead turn away, turn away from it, and and see if I can pat help patch myself and Christopher up. In fact, give me two sanity rolls. Okay. Sanity rolls. Fail and oh nine. Okay. I'm like, so oh my god, I killed a kid. And it's like, man, it's just a kid. <laughs> uh, roll D ten for me, please. Eight. Eight. Okay. After you batter the brains out of this weird feral child you are overcome with a sense of grief and and just you just feel completely wrong um and you black out in panic as you flee into the night you lose six points of sanity okay and i just run in a random direction yes oh sorry sorry chris <laughs> um leaving chris chris you were at zero hit points yeah oh yeah Oh. Negative three. Mm-hmm. Jeez, how long are you going to be running away for? I won't be able to find my way back either. Cause... The sun's coming up. Mm. I'll, I'll, die, I'll go unconscious and I'll put my arm up in the air and just hope it stays there. Uh, uh. Chris, roll a constitution roll, please, for me. Oops, I can't roll a, a d6 and a 10, can I? Uh, that's, that's a 52 and my constitution is 50. Can I use luck for that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I, I will. Okay. And give me one more. A second one. <laughs> Zero two. Okay. Awesome. So Larry, awesome. you run off. You just got a blackout. All you can see is that child's face with the head dashed open and the brains exposed. And then you regain your senses and you stop kind of panting. You're, you ran so hard. Um, maybe, you, in fact, maybe you tripped over um, some bit of cactus or something and, and fell down, uh, which kind of brought you to your senses. Uh, and you're laying out here in the desert. You don't think you were running for ter too terribly long, but. If I look around, can I see where uh, Christopher is? Or uh, yeah, you can see your own, like, 
fresh tracks through the uh, desert. I got to go back and get Christopher. Yeah. Right. You go back and he is in bad shape. He looks okay. like he's on death's door. And I'm trying purposefully not look at the kid. Because mm-hmm. if I look, it'll start all over again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can do first aid on him. First aid on myself as well. You try to do it on Chris first or? Yeah, Chris first. Um, where is my first aid? First aid's only 50? got an 80. Oh. Okay. You took my arm off. Um, Chris, give me another constitution roll. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. 42. Um, you're having a real hard time trying to stop this bleeding. Keep trying. All right. Well, all Try right. Again. Uh, 30 that time. That should do it. Yeah. Okay, this time you managed to figure out a way to, to stop the bleeding. Uh, Chris, you'll kind of come back to about one hit point just as the sun is starting to rise um, nice. over the desert to the east, the direction that you were kind of heading in the first place. Um, as Dr. Larry Quinn, he's covered in, in a, a bit of blood himself, is there. Um, and there's the dead child, of course, too, not maybe six feet away from you. Can I give Dr. Quinn first aid? <laughs> uh, Dr. Oh. Quinn, you are going to do first aid on yourself, weren't you? Yeah. Go ahead and try it with a penalty dice. 28. Oh, with a penalty dice? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you can uh, do it on yourself, don't you? 28 twice. Nice. Yeah, it's a pass. So, you get one hit yeah. back. All right. Can I, I do it on myself and him? Like, <laughs> no, no, you've each, had it, you've each had it done on, 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 on you All successfully. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Um. It can only be done once on a character in a scene. Yeah, yeah, um, it's just a ridiculous request. Or maybe if there were as another wound, I might allow it again because it's a fresh wound to be treated. But you know, yeah, we just sit around in a circle, her helping each other. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say it. Um, <laughs> oh, give me a d6. Or sorry, d6. Give me a sanity roll, please, Chris. Anyway, because you remember what happened. You remember the child, the encounter. You can yeah, see I got it a seven, next to you too. 17. 17, I walk over and stomp on him probably. Okay, yeah. Fucking kid. The teeth are definitely filed. They, they, they look like they, they have to, they can't be naturally that way. These people are insane. What's he got on his body? Child, the child itself. Hives or anything? As you kind of look, you know, these sharpened teeth. Um the skin looks kind of unusual as well. And the eyes are almost cat-like. Well, the one remaining eye, one of the eyes is missing from where Dr. Quinn smashed it with a rock. Um, it, uh, give me an idea roll. That's if you're examining the body. Dr. Quinn, if you're trying to avoid Both it. Both of so. us? I'm avoiding it. Anybody who's actually well, I'm looking, looking at him. I'm doing the FBI thing. Uh, 28, man. Uh, 50. Ah, it's a pass. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't really look entirely human. Just something about it. Okay. It's almost like something out of a, 
out of a prehistoric museum or something, you know, kind of idea, you know, when you go to the prehistoric exhibits, they show the old wild people or something mm -hmm. like that, you know. So, well, I'll say Dr. maybe saying is it's Dr. not Quinn a biologist. Oh, is actually, Dr. Quinn, are you a biologist? Or are you, I'm a forensic uh, scientist. I have biology, but I, I killed that kid. I, I'm not going to. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say, Dr. Quinn, this kid's not right. Just maybe you feel a little better about what you did, but this kid's not. Something's wrong. Something's off. Chris, we just gotta keep. Gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah, the, the kid doesn't have anything on him, though, right? Like knives or weapons or clothes. Oh, does he have? A, does he have a weapon on him? Let me see here. Uh, what's or clothes, your luck, Chris? Is, he, is the kid wearing clothes? My luck. They're like. They like used to be clothes or just rags. kind of tattered rags. Yeah. 30. Yeah, what's your luck, Chris? 30? 30, yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't have any weapons on it. Okay, cool. So just these kind of rags that's wearing. Where do you want to go, Dr. Quinn? I don't know. Now I'm thinking if they've got a bunch of these kids that they've driven insane yeah. and they're trying to kill us, we're heading right for a den of them. Uh, I... I... I don't want to, yeah. I don't know. That way. Well, whichever way you choose. What about the highway? Like, not the not the highway, not where we came. You said there's cars driving that weren't, there weren't vehicles yeah, from the <laughs> compound. Uh, well, they, they, they probably were. We're in the back. Oh, the I'm back sorry. Room. I thought you meant there... So, sorry, I thought you meant there was another highway we could see in the distance or something like that. No, no, no. no. This is all roads out here. These dirt roads out here on the. Uh, They're looking for us. They're looking for us. Okay. It seems like a a quite plausible scenario. Yes. Then I don't know. I mean, we're probably going to die out here, but we need to go the opposite direction of those roads that's going to put us in deep in the desert. We're just going to die of exposure. I'd rather die of exposure than being eaten by those fuckers. Give me a spot hidden roll. Both of you. 28. 29. 28, 29. That is, uh, that's a hard pass. Uh, a As the sun is starting to rise, you catch a, a glint of something off to the east. Um, yeah, you see, it's it's like light reflecting off of uh, metal. That's a ways out there. It's the only thing we got ahead for. I mean, we unless need you to want to go back to the compound and burn the place down, let's let's go that. Well, way. I want to do that, but I want to do that with about fifteen, you know, Bell Huey aircraft or yeah. Um, we need to find water, so maybe that's an old uh, camp or. Uh, or something up there. Let's head that way. That's all we got. Maybe if they have a faucet, then it might be okay. As you guys head off that way to investigate what could be reflecting sunlight out here in the desert. Richard, so you've been sitting there now for about um, close to an hour. Mm -hmm. The yeah. sky is starting, starting to lighten up a bit. And you see a, a vehicle coming uh, just starts going up Hackett Road 
and it mm -hmm. turns onto Steel Road. And it looks like the same truck that you saw parked outside this building yesterday. All right. Okay. And uh, is the only vehicle? Yep. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I am going to uh, get up my 30 at six. My goal is to shoot shoot the one of the tires. That way, I can just then just go barreling past it in my car, and they can't come after me. Okay. So as they're driving up, you can wait to get up the road a little bit, and then you try to shoot one of the tires. Yep. Give me a. Um, you can wait till you get within decent normal range, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so give me one penalty die on a uh, rifle firearms rifle roll. Okay. One penalty die is just for aiming at a tire. Uh. Hard. Okay. Yeah, bam! You take out that tire. Whew, rifle cracks. You see them kind of swerve a little bit as it overcorrect at first, you know? Mm-hmm. And I run back, get in the car, start it. Fire up the Nova. Yep. Drive, try to drive right past them. Yep. Okay. Uh, you can do so. They're kind of stunned. They don't know what the hell's going on at first. And, uh, you know, you'd see their almost twin faces looking at you from inside the truck as you drive past in the, in the Nova that they realize <laughs> was theirs. Okay. Yeah. You flip them the bird. Yeah. Yeah. But they were supposed to be there. That's why I didn't shoot to kill. I was like, well, you know, I don't, I never saw them at the compound. So. Mm. Where are you were. going? Uh, trying to get the hell. I have no idea where Quinn is or Chris. Mary's dying. I've got a hole in my back. I am trying to get the hell out of Abattoir. So if you look so. at the map, you're coming down Steel Road towards Hackett. Oh, okay. Road. Yeah, let me pull that up. Turning right on Hackett Road would take you back out in the direction towards the compound. I'm guessing you don't want to go that way. Hell no. Uh... I assume, uh, and then left on Hackett Road probably goes out into the middle of nowhere because East Texas, there's not a lot out there. But I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go down Main Street, but I'm not gonna be ripping and roaring. I'm gonna try and you know, try and be casual. You know, as casual. Trying casually driving down Main yeah. Street. Yeah, maybe a couple miles over the speed limit because that's what people drive normally, and you know. Okay, so give me a stealth roll. This All is right. for avoiding anybody seeing you at the wheel of this car as you're driving. Right. No. No? No. Okay, so you drive down uh, onto Main Road, you go past Ridge Road. You see town starting to come to life. People starting to move around. People starting to, um, well, some of the places. Uh, actually, you see there's a crowd of people uh, a small crowd of people outside of the last stop bar and beds. Mm -hmm. um, and there seems to be a struggle going on. Okay. You see multiple uh, dust billy cars <clears throat> and they seem to be dragging Robert Taylor, the, uh, the barman who you met before. Right. They seem to be dragging him away from the door of the bar and towards one of the cars and he's trying to fight against them. Gosh dang it. Right, you also much? see, <clears throat> sorry, yeah, um, it's across the street, right? I'm pretty sure it's across the street. Um, let me double check that to be sure. 
which one is, so there's the last stop. Um, on directly to your right, as you're kind of slowing down, watching this happen up ahead of you on the left, you look to your right and you see a man standing there staring directly at you. Mm-hmm. He's an old Native American man with uh, long white hair pulled back into a messy ponytail. But he doesn't look like the uh, preacher that was at the compound because he's the only guy I've seen with hair. No, not at all. Okay. All right. How many dust billies we got at that? Oh, uh, let's see here. I said there was uh, a few cars, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say you got about nine of them. Nine. Okay. One of them is opening the door as a handful of them are bundling your man in, and you see them. It looks like they're punching him or raining, raining fists down on him in the car once they force him into the back of the car. The Native American man looks at you, turns around, and walks into his store, Thunderbird Gifts. Hmm. Okay. The door closes behind him. All right. I'm going to pull up to the side of Thunderbird Gifts. This is the law enforcement in me. I have no pistol, so i shooting from a car with a rifle is not reasonable. I'm going to pull up on, on Thunderbird Gifts, get out, to grab grab my rifle. Is Mary still alive? Good question. Let's see here. She is, but she's kind of half conscious. She's okay. feverish. Yeah. They open up the the door to Thunderbird Gifts and ask him if he he can help me. I like, just yell, "Hey, can you help me? I got a woman dying. A man's in trouble." <laughs> woman dying yes in my car a, a woman's dying that i got out of a out of a out of a hell hole i i don't think she's gonna make it to marathon you're the one they're looking for i am maybe her too more than likely you can't let them find you I know, but they're, they're they're taking that man. I and you know, I, I'm I just I just don't know. I mean, I, I've tried to tend to her wounds, or they're not working. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna lose that man. I think I'm gonna lose her, and because I can't get her to the hospital, and I just need need some help. I've lost my partner. He says, I can, I can hide you. I, I can maybe find you a better place to hide, but there's no, there's only one doctor in Abattoir. Yeah, he's not here anymore. He's not a very good one. Yeah. Uh, he's, you don't have a doctor in Abattoir anymore. I hate to, hate to inform you of that. <laughs> but all right. Wait, well, you have a car outside. Will they? I do. Will they recognize it? Will they be looking for it? Uh, shortly they will when uh, the the scrapyard gets on the radio and lets to know that I took it. 
you see him go under the counter. He uh, pulls up this um, big, big black book. He sets it on top of a cloth, which is already sitting on top of the little glass counter this cash register sits on. And he wraps the cloth up around this book and pulls it up under his arm. And he takes a, a key and he pushes you out the door. He closes the door and locks it behind him, turning the close sign uh, around before he does so. And he says, get us to the blood of the lamb. Okay. It's the church. He gestures in the direction of the church. Oh, uh, the church in the town, not the one in the compound. That's right. Yes, Blood of Lamb Pentecostal Church. He, he says, here, uh-huh. if you turn up this road, we can avoid that mess over there. All right. Yeah. When we get All up right. there, pull around behind the church, there's some good scrub there that you can hide the car in behind Billy's place. Okay. Thank you. We have, I think, some things to talk about, he says. And the camera goes over to Christopher Baines and Dr. Quinn as you've been heading east to see uh, the source of this uh, reflection of light. Holding hands, skipping through the desert. Yeah. Slowly. Seems like the, we get the hell beaten out of us. Seems like the reasonable thing to do. You can see ahead a steep cliff face. About a hundred feet to the right of that steep cliff face, you can see the end, basically, of another dirt road that you zoom leads back out onto the backbone. There are several dozen abandoned cars littering the area, some of which date all the way back to the early 1900s. They're heavily weathered, um, and all of them seem to have been burned out. And you see that the sun was reflecting off of some remaining glass from a mirror beside one of these burned out wrecks. There is a six foot wide by 12 foot high fissure standing out black against the lighter sandstone around it on this cliff face. Looks to be some kind of a cave entrance. Standing to either side of this entrance are two crude sandstone obelisks. Each one is about three feet tall with a dark metal ring embedded in it. What the hell is this? Wait, uh, explain, uh, explain the ring again, sorry. A metal ring like they would string somebody up like this? Oh. Uh, maybe, but these obelisks are only three feet tall, so. Okay. Oh. Children. Is it, is it enough to string a child against? Like, Well, it's just a ring that is basically... Um, embedded in the sandstone obelisk so you could tie something to it. Okay. Or chain something to it, maybe. And we this fissure looks like a cave entrance. Yeah. Well we gotta get out of that. We gotta get out of the heat. We gotta go to the heat, but let's let's could I spend like a few minutes just rummaging around the cars? Is there any like they're all burnt out, you say like they've been like set fire Mm -hmm. to and burnt out? Yep. Crap. Yep. Like somebody dumped them out here and burned them out. Um, okay. Is there any Give sign? Give me spot hidden rolls. 
97. I'm too hot. Zero eight. Zero eight. Zero eight. Chris, so you're, you've taken some interest in these wrecks. Anyway, you're looking around. That is the burnt out frame of a 19, what was it? 1975 Dodge Challenger or Charger, whichever one it was I said at the beginning of the game. I can't remember. I get those two mixed up. Yeah, yeah. You Challenger, Charger. Your, your cop instincts kick in and you're like, that's the car we were looking for. And it's Dr. Quinn's family though, right? Uh, the car would have belonged actually to Wallace Comley, the missing police officer from Austin. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then I'll, I'll yeah, say that car, out loud. It was the car that yeah. she had traveled in. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll mention that out loud. I will mention that. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. I think I know what happened to them, but maybe they're inside. It's possible. It's possible. We can always keep up hope. Oof. Okay. There's nothing left in the cars, though. Like, it's all burnt right out. Right. Yeah. No kind of evidence or anything worth finding there. Hopefully there'll be water inside the cave. I'm Even looking for something to club someone with. I yeah, mean, we need weapons. Is there a stick? Could, could we clubs scavenge or... something? Yeah, like a piston or something? Like a Part of the car? A tire iron that might yeah, have been anything? left in the car when it burned. Yeah, sure. You could probably find a tire iron. Yeah. Um, take a fucking tire. I'm going to jam this we'll right through find a couple of tire stones. irons. Yeah. Awesome possum tire iron in case we encounter any cannibal kids. Bonk. Give me a power roll as you go to uh, enter the cave. Uh, 32 out of 70, that's a hard. A hard success? Okay, what about you, Chris? You failed? Failed. Okay, so as you're kind of walking into this cave, and you can feel it's much cooler even almost right away just from the fact that it's sheltered from the sun. Um, it is pretty dark inside, of course, obviously, once you get beyond the sunlight. Um, and yeah, it's about, ceiling's about 12 feet high here. Um, the, the entrance itself is um, almost six feet wide as well. But, Dr. Quinn, you feel like you're being watched. Like somebody's eyes are on you right now. And I've got that, he's beside you. got that feeling once again like we're being watched. I, I absolutely look behind, look around. I'm, I'm like, if he says that, I'm, I don't want to have another bite taken or be by some damn kid. Yeah, me neither. You have, you have uh, your lighter still? Yep, you bet. I don't know if we can find some old dry wood outside that we can, uh, you know, make a makeshift torch. Dr. Quinn, you hear faintly like a whisper. Who are you? In a slightly feminine but creepy voice, just as you feel a hand like the tips of fingers running down the side of your neck. The you turn and there's nobody there. What the hell was that? What? I don't know. Maybe it was the wind. But it, it almost sounded like whispering and like something was touching me. You oh, boy. That, Christopher. What's that? You didn't hear anything. No, we're, I, said, uh, well, I didn't hear anything. I think we're go going out of our heads. I think so. 
we got to calm I, down and relax and just get to find a safe place for a bit. Well, I like the idea of having stone walls behind me. Um, see if we can make some sort of makeshift uh, torch. Yeah, is there any cloth or cotton, or can we? Oh, well, you can tear up my shirt. It's already partly torn up anyway. Yeah, you can definitely improvise cloth from your own clothes. Uh, the main thing would be what we use for a haft, one of the tire irons, or or a piece of wood or something from outside, something dry that'll. We can Not use a tire wood. iron. Yeah. Tire iron. Okay. You fancy some sort of torch and you can look into the cave. Um, and yeah, you see that the um, the flame on your torch flickers and moves in a way you can tell this cave must go very, very deep. Yeah, there's there's uh, the cave breathes. The flames are drawn inwards instead of outwards. Uh, it's a big cave. Maybe we can just hide far a uh, little ways inside the entrance so we can still see the entrance you know yeah but is this the direction the kid was heading in originally yeah pretty much mm. well like i say not very far in but i'd like the stone wall behind me yeah okay but i'm gonna be re i want to be really cautious i mean we don't have like we don't have like a big fire or something to attract anybody so just sit down and rest for a bit. <clears throat> Whatever you think. Is there anything on these obelisks? Like carvings? Outside? Yeah, I'll, I'll sort of look at them. I'm not, we're not that far inside the entrance anyway. Um, as you're looking at them, you can see they once had some sort of writing or images on them, but they seem to have weathered away to a point of making them completely illegible. Okay. The metal rings are roughly six inches in diameter and forged from a material that looks like wrought iron. Hmm. And I'm sorry, these are rings set into the side of the obelisk or they're rings that go around the obelisk? No, they're set into the obelisk. Okay. Are there chains and, in there. or is it just the ring? No, there's nothing there at the moment. You want to... No, but it looks like you could chain somebody up to one if you wanted to. Maybe as a sacrifice. Are these people are insane. Do you, do, you touch, do you touch it? I probably do. I want it. It's metal. I, I probably reach out. You touch it. There is an audible crack. And Dr. Quinn jumps back about a foot uh, as he gets a jolt of electricity. His hair starts to stand up a little. You okay? <laughs> Holy. <laughs> uh, I got a shock. Like, uh, like static electricity, but really strong. I didn't expect that. Maybe the wind, maybe the hot desert air is creating static electricity. Fuck. You're the scientist. I don't know. Was it? Was know. it? Was the crack noise from when he touched it? Yeah. It's not like okay. Yeah. It's not like, like a little firecracker going off. Huh. Almost like a static electricity kind of thing, but like obviously much more powerful. Right. Well, let's cool off and rest for a bit. But near the entrance, I'll keep, we've got to keep our eyes out to see if anybody's coming in this direction. Or coming out from inside the cave. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, 
I think we might give hear me, them coming from the cave. Give me listen rolls. Thirteen. Nope. Seventy-seven fail. So as you're sitting there and listening, and and just kind of resting, catching your breath, cooling down, wishing you had some proper water. Dr. Quinn, you think you hear a titter of childlike laughter come from deeper in the cave. Jesus Christ. And that's where we'll stop tonight. I can hear kids down in the cave. And that's where we'll stop. I got my tire iron. (laughs) Uh, Our players included Sean Little, Keith Craig, and myself with Ian Christensen as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game. Thank you.